Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. When a beautiful woman walks by, do you feel dirty for checking her out? Are you scared someone will see you eyeballing the swimsuit issue? And how does repressing your appreciation for beauty screw up your relationship? Artist and Model Society founder David Bolt is here to explore the question, is the nude female body pornography or a work of art to be appreciated? Before the interview you're about to hear went live, I mentioned this topic on my Facebook page, and needless to say, it sparked quite a debate. What's missing in the following interview is the perspective of a woman, which is a huge deal considering that we're talking about women's bodies and how all of this impacts women. I believe all of us, men and women, want the freedom to appreciate beauty in all forms. And I also believe we don't want to somehow be harmful to others in the process. So that said, Consider what you're about to hear part one and part two, which will focus on the feminine perspective, will follow soon. Here we go. Welcome to The New Man. Today, we're talking with David Bolt. He's a world-renowned artist and the founder of ModelSociety.com. David, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks, Tripp. It feels really good to be connecting with you today. Right on. And so recently, I did a show with uh, Gary Wilson about pornography, and um, and then it it just it brought up a lot of stuff. And I can imagine a lot of guys like, oh my god, you know, this stuff's affecting my brain because we just talked about the brain. But it seemed to like it's, it seems like we're getting into this conversation like we're leaving out the ability to appreciate human beauty, especially for, as guys. You know, if we're into women, like appreciating the feminine, uh, you know, women's. Uh, natural physical beauty. So I, you know, part of getting what I want to hope to explore with you today is like, is human beauty pornography? Is it something to deny or is it art something to to appreciate? So that's kind of the big umbrella here. But, you know, since, since the guys can't see you or see your artwork right now, I'm just curious, you know, how would you describe some of the visuals you create? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, surrealism, fantasy, but at the core of a lot of the work I do is an exploration of the human figure. And, you know, personally, it's just something that I've been fascinated by since I was a kid. 
you know, reading comic books and even seeing these sort of, you know, like almost mythological Olympian idealized figures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even as a child, I found that beautiful mm-hmm. and, and got on the path of wanting to be able to do that. So I was copying stuff from comic books and drawing, and there was always sort of this quest to understand the human figure and okay. to draw the human figure and to be able to express you I, you know, I couldn't have put it into words back then, but there's just all these graceful subtleties and, and, you know, growing up, you know, I wonder why is this so compelling for me? And then you look around culture and you look around the world and you see that, you know, one of the most fascinating things for a human being to look at is another human being. Right. It's just, it's just wired into us. I get what you're saying. I love that you're bringing this up because it's one of those things that's hard to articulate, but at the same time, we're so drawn to one another and checking each other out. And, and it just seems like on a very primal level too. Absolutely. I mean, it's the core of our mating response. There's fear response. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that we need to, that we look at and assess each other. But, um, you know, what I'm, I'm noticing is that I'm really glad you brought up the pornography question and I'm excited to dive into that, but want to like just pull the camera back real quick on, you know, is, is your naked body art or is it porn? And just, if we just sort of take a look at seeing it as just a miracle that it's here in the first place, that any of this has even shown up and that there are these humanly organic machines that, that, you know, are, are incredibly complex and that kind of run on their own. And there's all these processes happening in my body right now that I have no control over that are keeping me alive. And that within all that is like the seed of consciousness that, that this human body holds perspective that even has ideas about art, beauty, and porn. And so for me, there's just a, a level of miracle that, that, all of these questions of shame and beauty are nestled within that could just be overlooked. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's not just the surface. It's just, holy crap. This is, you know, when you actually slow down and you, yeah. you give yourself permission to just to think about this and, and to just look at another person and, and to think about all the crazy things that had to happen over millions of years to get to this point, like, it's pretty amazing when you just slow down and really consider that there can be a body and then that there can be these thoughts and values and, and opinions. Uh, just that this exists is, is what you're saying is just a miracle. Yeah, exactly. There's so much, there's so much miracle that we're so saturated in it that it can become invisible. Right. And the beauty of art is that it can, it can shock or seduce or um, or invite people into a renewed sense of wonder. Okay. You know whether it's whether it's like the you know a great work of art, the Mona Lisa, the Sistine Chapel. People can stand speechless and sit in awe of the human spirit. It, you know, like a great piece of music like Mozart or Bach. Um, it can it can shock us into into that state of wonder. Kind of pull us out of, get our head out of our ass for a second and just have us yes. connect to something yes. much larger than ourselves. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, then if we, if we kind of like dialed back in and like look at the question of porn and beauty, I guess, in just like a more visceral level, how we actually experience these things, 
one of the things about porn, for all the arguments of good or bad, should be, shouldn't be, is that one of the draws, I think, is that people, men especially, do want to just see and experience beautiful, naked human bodies. Well, I think that's where guys feel trapped, right? Is that they get into this either or they're damned if they do, if they're damned if they don't. Because when, when I talk to guys and, you know, this is more for the listeners out there, just kind of, kind of setting some context for this talk here is this, that there's, you know, if they get caught looking at a girl at the mall or whatever, like she catches, she caught him, you know, then, and then he tells himself, I'm a creep, I'm a loser, I'm a dirty old man. Or if he, if he does look at uh, uh, something in a magazine ad or something on television or something, he, I could imagine him feeling like he's hurting women or he's hurting his partner or something that um, somehow appreciating another woman's beauty is an attack or a criticism on his partner, or he's perpetuating mm. harmful cultural expectations that he's part of the machine that's manipulating women to be unhealthy and unhappy um mm. and even that like i talked about with the recent show on porn like somehow that is hurting himself to appreciate mm. women like something somehow that's wrong um and then even I, I i was i was creating this list and i was thinking like what about those guys that are trying to connect with women they're going out and, and they want to there's there's the girl in in starbucks or whatever but he he has to like he's not attracted to her like he has to somehow repress his appreciation of her beauty so so he acts disinterested um and i think that puts him at a disadvantage right off the bat because now he's lying he's full of shit as he approaches this woman he's, he's trying to cover something up so i uh I, you know i want to just throw the first question to you is like <laughs> there's a lot of traps there for appreciating it seems like for this guy to, to start appreciating a woman's beauty but what's the positives what do you see as some of the positives for this guy to set out and say, you know what, I want to start appreciating a woman's beauty. I want to own this. Yeah, well, that, I mean, uh, that was just one great point after another. And guys, we're, you know, we can get tied in knots around this stuff. And then what ends up showing up is the knots. Mm. Is that I'm wired to be drawn to beauty. I'm wired to appreciate a beautiful woman. It's natural. That way. We're drawn this it's way. It's natural. Right? Yeah. But the thing that shows up is if I'm tied in knots around it, what she's actually experiencing are my knots. Uh. She's, she's experiencing me, like my drives, not able to express themselves because of all these layers of expectation and shame. But what happens a lot of times is if a guy um, can behold a woman as beautiful as outside of himself, if he's not wrapped up in his needs or his shame or this covertly covert way of experiencing her or hiding stuff. I mean, look, women often make themselves beautiful. They want to shine. They want to be radiant and they want to be seen. And the problem is it's hard for a lot of guys to have a clean, open experience of just appreciation. They're just but they're these knots, all these knots and all these stories and all these scripts get in the way of just allowing them to be like, wow, she put all this effort into this. And now I'm all like, <laughs> you know, like all contorted, unable yeah. to simply yeah. appreciate that. And then that's her experience of him. She experiences yeah. the guy in that in that contorted, constipated place. Yeah, he, yeah, he's hiding his sexuality. But in the times, I mean, in my own experience and what I've seen, you know, when a man, when his jaw just drops and he's just openly like, wow, just openly, wow. Not I'm trying to get something, I need something from you, but just blown away. 
I've almost never seen a woman light up in response to that. I've actually got this great little story. You mean, you, you've never seen you've never seen her not light up. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've never seen her not light up when okay. it's open and transparent and clear, and also like like respecting her humanity. Right. Right. So I, I, I had an experience at the playground a couple of weeks ago. I'm out there doing pull-ups and there's this four-year-old little boy and there's like this, I don't know, five-year-old little girl. And the boy stopped in his tracks <laughs> and was his jaw dropped and he was frozen looking at her and his big sister's pulling his hair. Come on, come on. And he, she was invisible. The whole world fell away. Mm. He didn't know to be ashamed. He didn't know to that there was something wrong. And it was, it was, to me, it was gorgeous. And this little girl was aware of the attention and she was lit up. And it wasn't <laughs> but like five minutes later that they were like playing in the sand near each other. And there was just this natural draw. Oh, I love that it story. Was, it was gorgeous. And I just, it struck me on so many levels. And it's, it's good to be able to share it in this context. Yeah, well, you know, I think when we nod ourselves up like you're talking about, or we get into that kind of constipated, you know, place around these scripts and stories and all that kind of stuff, we we miss out on the gift of beauty. We miss out on the gift that is a woman's beauty and and all across the board. And that sense of yeah. awe, that experience of being in awe and that sense of excitement and I don't know about you, but there's sometimes when a woman walks in the room like my I feel like a lightning bolt hits me. I just feel more alive. I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for just being you and walking in the room cuz I am now reminded of why I am alive. It just feels so good. Um so I, I you know, these guys are cutting themselves off from that almost just the most primitive natural source of energy. It seems like we're, we're, we're yeah. designed to receive. Yes. The natural, so it's the thing that, you know, good people build armies and move mountains inspired by beauty. Got it. Got it. Well, let's talk about shame. Cause at the, at the root of this, you know, we're talking about fear, et cetera, et cetera, but right off the bat shame, we've been throwing this word around a lot yeah. today. And so I, I'm curious what you mean when you say shame, what is this, what is shame and how is it getting in the way of appreciating beauty? I think shame, I mean, often shame is something that will have other people. If they know about it, if they see this part of us, this part of me will have me be unloved. This yeah. part of me doesn't deserve to be loved. So it's at this deep level. Um, it's like that thing that I can't be with. And I sure as hell don't want you to see me, you know, this part of yeah. me, because then, then I'm, then I'm not loved. Then, then you won't, I'm not acceptable. Yeah. This, this, this part needs to be hidden in a shadow. And what happens when we go around with some aspect of self that can't be seen because we won't be loved. So we bring all these things to the world that are the things that are maybe more worthy of love. We actually spend our lives never feeling truly loved because our whole self isn't showing up and having the experience of love. Right. I have so, to make the money. I have to have the car. I have to have the job. I have to have all these things there, therefore to be loved. But then when, when love is coming our way, we don't actually really get to experience it. We don't really believe it. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. If I, so if I do have the money, if I do have the car and I'm loved, but I'm convinced that that's why, do I feel loved? Right. Does myself feel loved? The thing that I actually am mm. feel loved. And, you know, that to me, I'm just, I can't escape that. That's no, it doesn't. Yeah. Even my own parts of myself that, 
you know, I've hidden because I was ashamed. Um, you know, the only time there's ever been healing around it is when other human beings have seen those parts of me and loved those parts of me. And then more of me, like, oh, like there's, there's such a deep peace and a rest in being seen and accepted. And it can be the scariest thing in the world to share those things that we hide in the shadows. Yeah. And, um, um, shame, it occurs almost by definition as a shadow that it lives in the dark and that like a shadow, if you shine a light on it, there's no shadow there. You can't look at a shadow by putting a light on it because it's no longer a shadow. And to put that into nuts and bolts term, that means putting it out there, you know, starting to take some risks and say, well, let's see if the world ends if if I actually appreciate a woman or I, I own the fact that I am attracted to her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, are we willing to put ourselves out there and play with that? I don't think there's a, I think what we're outlining here is that there's no real safe way to do this all alone or isolated. It's going to require interaction with others. Yeah. 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 And, and and the thing about shame is is um people who are holding shame are the ones that are most likely to shame others. It's this this fear of rejection in myself is the thing that has me pushing away those things in the world around me. So it might not always be safe to just bring start bringing it anywhere because you know people who are afraid of their own hidden aspects are likely to be afraid of your hidden aspects and they'll attack. They're going to attack you because they don't like this part of themselves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just a, it, it is a thing to be careful to, you know, show it up, bring it, bring it in spaces where it's acceptable and even to explore in yourself. Like, can I love these parts of me? Right. So, right. I mean, I guess that would have me bring it to, you know, back to the website a little bit, back to you know, these images of human beings as art. Um, I had a friend come and look at the website and the first thing he saw was, um, one of the things he saw was sort of beautiful naked human bodies. And he immediately said he recoiled. He kind of felt ashamed, like he was looking at porn. He, he just had this, he looked over his shoulder to make sure no what one. If, what if somebody sees me looking at this? Yeah. yeah. And, and then he found himself seeing, you know, these gorgeous black and white photos that were not like sexualized or exploitive, you know, bodies in nature, bodies out in the world. And he said that he had this experience over like the next hour, just looking at image after image of like relaxing and seeing, like he said he had never realized that he wasn't letting himself be impacted by beauty. Just almost if he, he like he, like he shut up his mind for me, he just shut the hell up and had an experience. Hmm. Which is the whole point him, anyway. <laughs> yes. He let his body be impacted by what he saw and he felt and he felt shame rise. He felt shame fall. You know, there was no one there. So here he is shaming himself and then slowly relaxing that experience by by getting in touch with I look at this and then this just happens within me. Mm-hmm. He didn't write that experience. He wasn't he didn't decide to be attracted to beauty. He didn't decide to be ashamed about it. Right. And and so seeing, you know, seeing it framed as art is sort of, I think, a big piece of the key, at least around what we're trying to do. Well, it's interesting because, it, it, you know, 
I can imagine the guy gives himself permission. That's the word I keep getting here is that there's sometimes there's permission to appreciate uh, a person's beauty, male or female, right? And always, as long as it's yeah. hanging in the Louvre or it's in a museum. But if she's walking by me at the mall, I'm an asshole. I'm a dick. Yeah. And, and I went yeah. to art school. I went to art school and, and I, we had life figure drawing classes and, and, it, and it seemed like there was this undertone and, and maybe it was projected, but it was just that, that there were, it was okay to appreciate a woman's beauty if she looked a certain way. Um, as long as she didn't look like the young, long, skinny gal that was, you know, in the been airbrushed in the in the um, in the magazine. Yeah. So I, I'm just curious. I guess the question that comes up for me is, wh- wh- when is it okay to appreciate a woman's physical beauty? That's fascinating. I'm so glad you just used the word permission in all of that. Um, and and just as far as art goes, permission. You know, the thing about art is just by being art or being presented as art, something is offering itself for contemplation. I I used to do a lot of art shows Mm -hmm. and bring my work out to the shows. And a lot of my images have nude, nude figures, but they would be angels or fairies. They were somehow removed from everyday life, but they were still sensual and beautiful. Mm. And people just opened up. There was something about it being art. There was something about that fantasy layer that I think gave them permission and they're actually putting it on their walls at home. Hmm. Whereas if I just had porn on the table, there's, they couldn't, they couldn't open to it in that same way. Right. Right. It's interesting, right? Well, it seems like this is where, I don't know if this is where we get, we dovetail into the, like the beauty standards. I've got a daughter, right? She's three and a half. And, you know, on one hand, I love looking at women and like, (laughs) across the board, like I, you know, just period. And, and then I also am very aware of like, well, what signals is my, you know, is my daughter taking in, you know, and, and, and mm. internalizing and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I ask myself, what am I doing to hurt her? Or what am I doing that is not, that is doing something to perpetuate these unreal uh, beauty standards, I think was the term you used on your site. So I, I guess, yes. you know, what's the difference between the skinny girls in magazine ads and the skinny naked girls on, on model society? Why is one art and the other, uh, something that's seemingly harmful? Yeah, it's, it's one of my, it's something that I've even been wrestling with, you know, as I've been creating this, cause there's something that feels right. And yet people are feeling hurt. And what is that? And I think of I think of beauty standards as rooted in sort of commercial culture, sort of um, the things that are selling us stuff, the things that are manipulating our self-image and our our self-worth, the things that say you need to be this in order to be loved, and if you're not, you won't be. And that's a very effective way to get people to buy workout products, cosmetics, clothing to. Uh, so basically, our draw to human beauty, our draw to be loved and accepted, is being used to manipulate us. It's being used against us. It's where those those images actually create a gap. I'm not that. I want to be that, but because I'm not that, something's wrong with me. I need to buy this product, or I need to do this program, or whatever, and then I'll be that, and then I'll be whole, or whatever. But it it seems like that's how that's what the harmful part of it. It's not the image itself. The image itself is whatever, but it's the fact that it creates this dynamic or this gap that you're not enough. You're not lovable as you are. Yes. Okay. And, and, you know, there's a very reasonable response to that that's happening is people are pushing back. 
and they say this is wrong and that that this isn't really what beauty is. This isn't, and we're all beautiful, and this isn't a true definition of beautiful. And human beauty is something far deeper and far more meaningful and far more real than these surface sales pitches. Right. But, but then there's one more layer, which is idealized beauty. And the loudest example that comes to mind to me is Michelangelo's David. It's just this pristine, gorgeous example of a human body in the peak of bloom of youth and athleticism that was celebrated by the city, celebrated by the town. And my experience of looking at the David is one where I don't feel shamed by it. It's so amazing. I've, you know, when I've watched it in person, but the, I like that you said idealized because it's not a direct representation. Like the hands on this guy, like massive compared, you know, the, the, yeah. the proportions are out of whack. So that, you know, in the same way that you, uh, these, these, uh, you know, manufacturers of things are, are manipulating and disproportionizing is that, that's a word, these images yeah, of women, yeah. they're doing the same thing. Like they're, they're pushing things in and out of proportion to create that gap. But like you said, the, the David is disproportionate too, but it's that idealized beauty. Um, I interrupted you, but I, I just had to make that point that there's still the same thing going on, but we, we perceive it differently. Yeah, we, we do. It's, it's that one is offered to us for the sake of wonder and awe and and the other is is being used to manipulate us and so what i see happening is one of the things that i really want to push one of the things i want to help people clear is that there almost seems to be a movement to eradicate the celebration of of the idealized of idealized beauty and and I think we're being robbed of something precious. The you know Michelangelo's David wouldn't emerge in a politically correct culture. Hmm. Um, and at the same time, I so feel so deeply sensitive to the things that would trigger that. Yeah, it's 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 easy to want to just throw out the baby with the bathwater because yeah. of the image itself or what like well we just draw a line and say if it does this then it's bad um but it's it's way more complex than that and i um i guess i guess the other part of it is just like when is it objectification do do you have some thoughts about that well like i can appreciate beauty but without really objectifying her that's a great that's a great question the the thing that occurs to me around objectification is is it inviting me into a deeper experience of shared humanity is this a human being or is it a product artists for what it's worth and photographers for the most part that i know have this deep appreciation for beauty they're on a quest for beauty they are they worship beauty they're inspired by beauty and and so the thing that we're offering is to experience it through these perspectives, through these, I guess I want to say healthy, but really through these inspired perspectives that, that do have a sense of shared humanity. Yeah, and I get the sense that there's this, this is, I'm trying to build it up. I see beauty here. I want to build it up. I want to bring it forward. I want to put that into focus. Whereas there's another way to frame, let's say, you know, a naked woman on a couch that is not going to empower her. That's not going to be focusing on her beauty so much. It's, it, it could be in, you know, towards something else. Um, is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it's gonna. It absolutely could dehumanize it, and the difference can be very subtle. Like maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe we are dirty and bad and shameful. But I have a, I have a preference for holding <laughs> us as, as miraculous and beautiful and and amazing, and and so I want to. The thing I'm trying to do is put these perspectives on a pedestal again. To to you know, there was a time when Michelangelo's David did sit in the center of town. I mean, he still does, but, but that we don't see that happening now. Right, right. You know, in the Sistine Chapel, there are new bodies all over the ceiling of a church. And it's okay. And in that context, it's and absolutely fine. It's, it's absolutely okay, but that's not happening now. And so I look around and I see beauty either. I see nudity attached to porn. I see beauty attached to advertising and manipulation. And... And so it's funny, when I first had this vision for model society, it was almost like there was a tooth missing in my face that I didn't even know was gone. I'm like, oh my God, where is the celebration of human beauty for its own sake? Right. Who's going to take a stand for that? Yeah, here we are as human beings without a place to honor that, without a pedestal for it. And... And so this is just my preference that I want to see shining in the world is I want to see human beauty on a pedestal celebrated and appreciated so that we could love ourselves and each other at the very core of what we are more deeply and more fully. And so what kind of shit have you taken for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. The shit that I take for tends to be when people take a superficial glance They'll see nudity, uh, sensuality. They'll see beautiful bodies and, you know, say we're part of the problem oh. that we're, we're propagating beauty standards. Um, and that when here's my favorite, this isn't real art. These aren't real people. And there's this fascinating thing to see people who maybe have body issues and triggers looking at a model and saying, that's not a real person. And, and there's a way that that's showing up as a very kind of judgment that has them not loving themselves. This kind of judgment that culture or society is imposing on them, they're imposing in reverse saying that this isn't a real person. Wow. This is a model. I was just wondering, because, you know, in pornography, you talk about, I think one of the phrases you said was that the porn dehumanizes our human sexuality, and here you are building it up, but it still seems like... Um, if it's coming through this person's lens, they're not, they're not going to see that. They're not going to choose to see that. Yeah. They don't have the frame of reference for it. So it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but what I get as much as we get attacked and pretty constantly, I also get these messages that come through of people thanking us that, that, you know, I've never seen the human body frame this way. I didn't know I could look at it and not feel bad about myself. Um, and even people who have body issues, softening around the body issues, just being like, for what it's worth, it's just occurring to me as beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I felt that. I remember, you know, I, when I came across your site, I think Decker sent it to me and, and, yeah. uh, 
And, and I just remember it, even though I thought I was doing pretty good in this department around the shame, there was just this validation thing of like, hey, it is okay. It is okay to appreciate beautiful bodies and people. And, and like, I'm not the only guy. Like, I, I, I felt that on a, on a cellular level, even though a part of me, I thought I'd kind of cross through that barrier. So, I think we have to continue to, uh, to give ourselves permission, as, as we've been saying, because um, it, it is a big deal. I agree. All right. I well, agree. Well, I, you know, I can imagine that the guy is out there, and we've been talking pretty high level. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. We've been Sorry. geeking out here a little bit, but, you know, yep. for, the, for the guy that, you know, is out in the world and, and has this, if he sees a beautiful woman, he looks down at the ground, you know, or he he has this fear of like, oh, I looked at her, I looked at her breasts, or I looked at her butt, or, or I looked at her face and went away. Like, it doesn't, like, he just has this, that he's in that contorted place. I'm wondering how we could s- just help him take some simple steps to appreciate beauty in his natural surroundings, as well as on 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 a, on a website such as ModelSociety.com. But I'm just curious if you've got some maybe some some nuts and bolts things that you, that we can help him out with here. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. I mean, so yeah, so not just around human beauty, but just to, just to start there is if the triggers are around it, you know, I'd say that model society there, I'm sure there are some other sources out there. Even just if you see a person in the world, like to, to just see if you can find like the impact it's having on your body. Like to just, again, that thing about just almost like shut, shut the fuck up, like in your head and (laughs) see what are you experiencing? There's layers of hypnosis and culture and society and shame and maybe stuff from our parents. There's all these layers but underneath it, like I'm a human being in a human body, as a human body, experiencing the world as it's arising around me. Can I just like check myself for what's the impact? And I might find that the impact is shame. Can I sit with that? Can I keep, can I open to, can I open to my shame and can I open to what's in front of me? So, so, the, so in model society, you're going to see images of models photographed as if they're sculptures, as if they're the David, with lighting and with craftsmanship. And you're going to see pictures of models body painted in nature. So you see a model blending into a tree and you see the human body as a form of nature. Like the human body is an aspect of nature. There are images at model society that show the human body in nature. Can we see it as a continuation of the landscape? Like we might see a beautiful animal. Hmm. And to explore that almost as a practice. You know, the way that you describe that is I get this image that we can appreciate uh, nature. And we, oh, that beautiful sunrise, beautiful mountain, beautiful sea, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. We've, we've given ourselves permission to do that. And then there's this territory and we've, we've built this brick wall around it, which is can't appreciate the human body, can't appreciate the human form, all kinds of dirty, nasty stuff there. And... Yeah. And so it's about melting the layers in between the 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 things we see in society, and then our the own, our own human figure, the the human figure of the person across the street, whatever, and just start to appreciate that. And I love what you said about just allowing yourself to feel your body, just to have your experience instead of getting lost in your thoughts. And because yeah. that to me is the most fun part of just 
feeling how my body responds to a person. I didn't design that. Like it just like hormones go flying, all this other kind of stuff starts happening. And it's like, how cool is this? Um, that this happens whenever I see this person walk into the room. So yeah, just allow yourself to have that experience and those thoughts are going to come up, et cetera, et cetera. But I, you know, I would just add challenge those thoughts, see if they're really true. See if there's something you really believe, or if that's something you've been spoon fed from whomever in your life, from whatever age, forward and uh and just come mm-hmm. back do you like this experience is this can you mm-hmm. is it okay for you to enjoy this experience just for what it is you don't have to act on it there's nothing to do but just have your experience so it's funny while you were talking i just got this flash in my head of of like the way a peacock like 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 just spreads its plumage and i don't imagine the the peahen experiencing shame it's that it's it's that experience as an animal that is the thing that actually it's the thing that perpetuates life. It's the thing that perpetuates new awareness of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then take it a step forward, right? Because we are humans. We're not, we aren't mountains or the ocean or whatever. We are these people too. Um, you know, appreciate that physical beauty. And then, you know, if, if she looks your way, say hello. Say hi. Look her in the eye. Don't look away. I think that's the part where it becomes an object objectification is when you don't see the person that's in there and don't address that too if the if the opportunity's there. So um, yeah, and can you can you look her in the eye and and still hold that you're feeling impacted? And right. can you can that impact be transparent? Yeah. Can, I think for years that I could not do that. It was so hard for me, and this still is a challenge for me. If I'm attracted to a woman, that I will, I will, I need to compartmentalize that so I can have a conversation with her. I need to, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just like, oh, it's so painful uh, <laughs> yep. to do that. But what a, you know, what what a way to bring some focus to that and see if I can sit there with all that energy. It's like being, it's like having a car battery tied up to your, you know, connected to your nipples or something, and just sit there in that yeah. energy yeah. and then connect from that place. Yeah. So, where do we learn more about you and Model Society? Um, well, two things. I'd, you know, I'd love for the guys to just check out my own art because it provides sort of a frame of reference for you know, kind of at least how I'm relating. And that would just be at davidbolt.com. And there's two L's in Bolt. So, it's D-A-V-I-D-B-O-L-L-T.com. Okay. And then Model Society is at modelsociety.com. Okay. And, you know, that's where you're going to just find, you know, right now there's just over 400 models, photographers, and artists, just really some of the best that I've kind of been handpicking, or at least hand inviting. Not everybody's joining, but people who are inspired are, you know, from all over the world, they're just some of the best you'll ever see. So when we talk about that sort of the transmission of perspective, you know, we're not screwing around. Mm. You know, we're the, the the level of inspiration and talent that you're going to see at Model Society, at least for me, is just mind blowing. So come on to modelsociety.com. And we're also in the process of putting together some digital publications. Um, right now, we're working on sort of the best of Model Society, where we're just scooping the cream off the top of this amazing community and from thousands of images, we're just handpicking the best. And it's, and it's not just, it's not just the beautiful bodies. You're going to see images of old men's faces. You're going to see, you know, not just sort of the flower of humanity in its bloom, but also in its decline and, and it's in its emergence because it's the entire spectrum of humanity that we're celebrating. So if the guys go to, modelsociety.com slash blog 
slash newman. If you sign up for the newsletter, we're going to send you a free copy of the, the first issue of of the best of model society. And, you know, we're also going to just be sending, you know, beautiful images, uh, beautiful creative images of human beauty to your inbox every once in a while, along with, you know, interviews and words from the people who are creating it. So what's it like to be a model, an art model? What's it like to be objectified? What's it like to be appreciated? Mm. What's it like to be an artist? What's it like to be a photographer? So we're going to get the guys, help get them into the perspectives from which these images are emerging. Very cool. You guys are you guys are going to help integrate. I think that's the word here is just integrating that. Hey, you know what? I am a guy. I do have these these strange experiences, and then I'm also a person. You know, I have these uh, these you know to relate and to be with with people on on that level too. So. I love that, that you're bringing that integration in there. Very cool. David Bolt, Model Society. Thank you so much. Bro, thank you. This just felt amazing. I really appreciate it. There's so much more to The New Man than these interviews. So visit thenewmanpodcast.com and join the mailing list so you never miss another update. Thanks for listening.